My name's Jason Fleming, an English actor who has been in some great classic British movies, some dreadful British movies, and generally just slightly out of focus behind very expensive actors. It's a deal. It's a steal. It's sale of the fucking century. I'm not here to talk about that today. I'm here to talk about a new campaign which I've become part of, which is called More Than My Past, organised through the Forward Trust. That's a group of people that I've come across through work that I've done in South London. I live in the shadows of Brixton Prison. For the last 20 years, I've been in and out of the nick, sometimes to visit friends, but mostly to do stuff, including a radio show called Radio 10999, which we did at Wandsworth. And then for the last two years, I've been training listeners for the Samaritans in, in Brixton. So I've spent a bit of time in there. I know a couple of the lads and have got quite close and interested in their stories as they come out and struggle to make something of their new life outside of incarceration. We've decided to do a podcast interviewing people that have come out of the prison system or escaped addiction and have started their lives anew. And I'm fascinated by that process and that struggle. So we're going to try and focus on all those things through a series of podcasts. And we're going to start today's podcast with Mike, the head of the Forward Trust, and we're going to talk to him today about him, how he started in the Forward Trust and his involvement in this new campaign. Hello, Jason. Um, first of all, respect to you for doing this. You know, rehabilitation of prisoners and helping people marginalised is not always the most fashionable of causes, but yeah, respect to you for being so interested in it. Forward Trust really started in the early 90s. It was a charity started doing drug and alcohol addiction treatment in prisons. It was called Wrapped for a long time. And then we merged with a couple of other charities about four years ago. Uh, we've been doing that in about 25 prisons, really, for the last 10 or 15 years. Nice, Mike. And your involvement purely through social work, or, or are you emotionally attached to that process of um, incarceration and recovery? We're quite a big organisation, Forward Trust. We've got about 450 staff, about 150 volunteers. About a third of those are people who themselves are ex-prisoners, people in recovery from addiction. I'm not one of them, actually. I uh, came into the field for a different reason. Uh, first thing to know about me is I'm really old. I've been doing this for over 30 years. But when I was a young lad, growing up in rough areas, a lot of friends went to prison. But when I was a young lad, uh, I just wanted to be where the action was. So when I moved to London, it was like, you know, where's the sort of toughest job? And uh, where can I get involved? As I say, where the action is. So I started working in what they were called probation hostels in those days. But the whole reason for doing it is because I knew a lot of the people who ended up in trouble. And like a, a lot of people have said is, you know, there but for the grace of God. You know, you, you know, some people get in trouble in teenage years and it spirals down. Other people don't. They get a job, they get something going on in their lives. But you realize that there's not a clear dividing line. There's not the evil criminal ones and the rest of us who are law-abiding. It's a, it's a fine line and a slippery slope for some people. It's amazing, I think, Mike, that people don't realise how quick that descent can be, you know, from kind of smug middle class, two holidays a year, to homeless, and then from homeless to uh, crime, and then from crime to prison. I mean, it's, no, one, no one is safe from that descent. No one is as far away from that descent as they think they are. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, so the, the statement which is like, you know, we're all two paychecks away or two missed paychecks away from being homeless or outside of the mainstream. And that's, that's as true as ever. What we find though in the prisons is that there is kind of the slippery slope. People generally get on that conveyor belt quite early. A lot of people's addiction problems in later life or criminality in later life 
you know, it's got its roots in childhood trauma, neglect, abuse. And as we know, you know, angry teenagers, there's a lot of them, you know, angry teenagers start getting in trouble with the law and then they get a little bit of prison time or a little bit losing jobs and kicked out of school. And that, that, that can end up in an adult life, which is characterized by in and out of prison, homelessness, family breakup, and you're basically passing on that cycle to their kids. My brother's a social worker in child protection and he's working up north in um, trying to promote foster care. And he was just talking to me at the weekend about, obviously, people who go through children's homes, it's not like you have your, your life is set out ahead of you and you will go to prison. But the amount of people who, who go through um, children's homes without the guidance that they need and end up in some form of trouble is a massive percentage. Yeah, and one of the sad facts about prison population is how many high proportion of people are in care as kids end up in the prisons. And that's one of the early lessons I learned sort of working in this field is that, you know, the cliche doesn't hold that we see on the telly all the time is there's these evil and determined criminals who have just decided to live that life. I've got to say, you know, like all cliches, there are cases that prove that. There's there's some people I've met in prisons over the years. I'm very happy they're away and I'm very happy they're not coming out for a while for the sake of our safety. But that's not the majority, the absolute majority. We've got 85,000 people in prison at the moment. The vast majority of those, they've had rough upbringings. They've had all sorts of things to contend with in life. They've made mistakes. They've made wrong turns, but they're not fundamentally the evil and immoral people that everybody thinks they are. They're people struggling to get through life. And the good news is a lot of them are struggling to make those turnarounds you talked about. That They're really saying, well, I want to use this opportunity if I've ended up in prison or if I'm coping with my drug and alcohol problems or I'm homeless. I want to get that turnaround and have what everybody else has, have a job, a family, a bit of love in your life, you know. And that last thing you mentioned, without being too soft about the whole issue, that last thing, a bit of love in your life, it's like the people that I've met through the listeners group in Brixton and Wandsworth, they're so open to compassion and so open to looking after people and caring. I've met some really, really, really gentle people in prison that are accused and have been found guilty of very, very aggressive and dangerous crimes. You know, people are not one thing. And I think it's important that we try and remember that. No, absolutely. And Forward Trust has been doing this for a long time. And one of the things you would probably say Forward Trust is about as far away from a happy, clappy organization you get. It's it's tough. It's hard-nosed. We know, we know the world we work in. We know the need to keep people safe and be realistic about the opportunities people get. But over 20-odd years of operation, we know that if you show a bit of care and attention for people, you give them uh, a stepping stone, if you like, out of the previous lifestyle, then thousands and thousands of prisoners will take that. And they're looking for a bit of connection and looking for an alternative. We call it a career change, but they need to be assured that somebody cares about them, you know, and uh, the classic sort of tattooed guy on a wing who looks a bit scary and aggressive. It is the fact that tattooed uh, Freddie on a wings just looking for a new tribe to get involved in a more positive lifestyle. So listen, that that explains quite concisely what uh, Forward Trust is. But tell me about this new campaign about more than my past i mean it's pretty self-explanatory from what it's called i think it's a very astute name for what we're trying to do because it says what it does on the tin but could you go into a bit more detail over it mike one of the lessons we've learned by being in the prisons and the drug rehabs for decades is that there's a large number of people who actually do successfully turn their lives around it's not all misery and gloom and it is so empowering for other people 
when you see people who followed that journey before you. So great role models. Yeah. Uh, and all we're trying to do with More Than My Past is take that to a bigger audience. We have lots of reunions. We have lots of events within Forward Trust where our community gets together and celebrates uh, guys who've done well. And we're just trying to replicate that online and take it to a wider audience. So, Mike, thank you very much for your time. It's been really interesting talking to you. I hope our listeners now are a bit more aware of what the Forward Trust are doing. And I hope you're as excited about More Than My Past as I am. And we're going to bring you amazing guests, guests you will not believe have been through that system. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people who are more than their pasts. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turn their lives around. Men, women, famous, not famous, sports people, musicians, actors, celebrities, ex-prisoners, ex-addicts and more. If you're interested in hearing more about the More Than My Past campaign and viewing dozens more inspirational stories, check out the campaign website, morethanmypast.org.uk. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, subscribe and look out for future episodes.